Welcome to Women in the Arena podcast, the podcast celebrating women doing extraordinary things in plain sight. I'm your host, Audra Egan, and our mission is to elevate the value, strength, and resilience each woman brings to the world. Without further delay, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome in, everyone. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm Audra, your host of Women in the Arena podcast, where we celebrate women doing extraordinary things in plain sight. We finally have made it to November, and we are just kicking off the holiday season. This season for holiday shopping is going to be a little bit different And since our small businesses have taken such a hit over this past year, we wanted to do something with intent and be a little bit more proactive to support them. So for the month of November and the beginning of December, each week we are going to highlight a female-owned small business. So please go and visit their sites, be thoughtful in your holiday shopping this year, and help support these female small businesses. Help them stay around for this year and the next. I cannot wait for you to hear their stories and even better for you to see their products. Without further delay, let's start the show. Welcome in, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me today. This month, we have been celebrating female small business owners And I have yet another incredibly fascinating and talented woman with me today. Today, I am joined by Rebecca Hess, who currently owns Cleveland Chocolate Company. But she has an impressive resume. She has been working in restaurants for the last 15 years, and that is including the Arcadian Food and Drink. And she was chef de de cuisine at Urban Farmer. Uh, She grew up on a blueberry farm. And she has worked with food almost her entire life. She has a fascinating story of how she got into the world of chocolate. But I am so excited to have her here and for her to tell you her story. So without further hesitation, please let me introduce you, Rebecca Hess. Rebecca, thank you so much for being here today and welcome to the show. Hi, Audra. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited. with you. I'm so excited that you're here because you make chocolate. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you make chocolate. You you make people happy. And you, so you have the best job on the world, uh, in the world, excuse me. Um, but before we jump into the world of chocolate and, you know, your shop and, and your impact that you're having on your community, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself so we can get to know you a little bit better? So, uh, like you said, I've been uh, in the restaurant uh, world and cooking uh, pretty much the last 15 plus years. Um, I, I've always had a fascination with, uh, with food and with, uh, uh, especially with fermentation. Um, so I've always, I've made my own kombuchas, uh, learned how to make uh vinegars from scratch. 
um, sauerkrauts and any, anything that I can ferment. It's always, it's always been fascinating hot sauces. Um, so I, I, that's what drew me into chocolate, uh, was the, the fermentation side of things and, uh, learning for the first time that, that that's like one of the most important steps, uh, in a high quality, uh, cacao. Uh, properly fermentation. Uh, fermenting. I hadn't. I had no idea that you ferment chocolate. I. I mean, we're, we. You know, I, I guess I just take it for granted that you just go into the store and buy some chocolate. I had no idea what the process of making chocolate was, but you. Yeah, with, yeah you. You with being fascinated with fermentation. You're an accidental chocolatier, and and it's so interesting how you literally fell into making chocolate. So tell us a little bit about how this came about and how you've now shifted your career to <laughs> be a chocolatier. Well, so I was uh, working as a, a personal chef. Uh, my husband and I, we after uh, Arcadian Food and Drink closed, um, we transitioned into uh, personal chef uh, services um, he had been doing that for a handful of years and I just, I needed a break after Arcadian. Uh, so I moved into the personal chef, uh, world and we, we signed up for a tropical fruit, uh, subscription, uh, company. So they, they were shipping, uh, boxes of tropical fruit and every week uh, they were sending like one to two pods of, of fresh cacao. Uh, so th that's, that's where I started to ask the questions on how, how to transform this fresh cacao into, uh, into chocolate. Um, you know, what's that, so funny is what I would have thought is I would have been like, what the heck do I do with this? <laughs> that that I, is what I said. And I, but then I, I took it a couple, couple steps further and, you know, just ran with it. Uh, so I just started doing some research and, and that's when I realized that the fermentation was the starting point. So I, I saved enough of the pods over the next like two and a half, three weeks. And I fermented my own, uh, batches and I, I was just fermenting really small batches of cacao every time they sent them. Uh, until I saved up enough enough of it that I could uh, build a batch, an actual batch of chocolate. Um, so it was it was super special um, and really cool to to learn. Uh, obviously, it would be more fun to learn at the at the origin and on the on the farms. Um, but we're in Cleveland in the in the winter in Cleveland. Yeah. I had I had to make it work. <laughs> yeah, not a not a whole lot of tropical weather in in the winter in Cleveland. Um, I I know that there are a ton of steps in making chocolate, but can you give us the, you know, the beginner's version of how in the world you make chocolate from a cacao pod? Uh, well, so so I use. Uh, fermented and dried cacao that gets gets shipped to me. So I don't get to do the the fermenting side of things every every batch. That's just super special. Uh 
but I do, I get the cacao in uh, organic and uh, it's fair, fair trade um, sourced from all over the world. Um, so then I will, I'll roast the beans um, and then you need, you need to remove that, the outer shell um, that's got all the funky fermented uh, flavors. Um, you would need to crack and remove that from, from the cocoa nib that's inside. Um, and it's a real papery, thin shell, so it's not the easiest process. Uh, so you need you need a very good like vacuuming system. Uh, we've, it's called a, a winnower, uh, so it separates the husk from the nib, and then you take the the cocoa nib that's, that's cleaned, and uh, you're going to put that into uh, the melanger. It's a stone grinder. Um, and it's got two two big wheels inside, and uh, a canister, and the base the base of it is also stone. Uh, so everything just grinds and grinds until it's uh, broken down, and particles break down enough that everything just liquefies. Is it kind of like the same idea of when you grind wheat into flour, something like that? Uh, not, yes and no, not, but uh, as the, the cocoa bean is, uh, approximately 50%, um, fat, so cocoa butter, uh, mm-hmm. so as, as the cocoa nibs break down, that fat releases and, and everything just turns to pure liquid, um, where you're, it, it doesn't powderize per se. If you try and okay. if you try and grind the cocoa nibs, they will just start to turn to chocolate. Um, so they, they won't really pow- turn to a powder form unless you, mm. I guess you're you're very very gentle. <laughs> Maybe a mortar and okay. pestle. <laughs> so so with without you giving away your trade secrets, how does the magic start to happen? Where you've got now this liquid, this this liquid cocoa, how do you transform that into these amazing, delicious chocolate bars? Like I said, don't give us, don't give the secret away. Just tell us basically how you take that element and make it just amazing. I I think that it's, it's simplicity and just really starting we start with the best product that we can possibly find um i mean our single origin bars you have such such a small amount of ingredients uh going into the chocolate that you you need to find the best (laughs) the absolute best uh, quality ingredients to use uh and i i think that that's really what's always sets apart um, kind of the the good from the best um, is just really using a quality ingredient and and at the same time not messing it up along the way. Well, that uh, yeah, and and it's maybe easier said than done sometimes. <laughs> um, but I I think I I really just try and showcase the natural um, characteristics and flavor profile of the the cacao itself. Um, I think it's super special how uh, you can, so on each, each of my bars, I list uh, flavor profile, um, which are essentially is 
tasting notes that that you you might uh, taste taste along the way um, while you're like like wine, just like wine, just like wine. Wow, coffee, um, cacao is and chocolate is so so similar um, in in regards to wine and coffee, uh, where the the growing region uh, is is really changing uh, and impacting the flavor, uh, and then and then obviously how the how the product's handled. Um, that I find that so fascinating. I never, ever, ever would have guessed on how chocolate is made. And, and, and so you, it sounds like you fell in love with the process and opened up this amazing shop, this Cleveland chocolate company. Um, what is your favorite part of making chocolate? <laughs> uh, I, from start to finish, I, it's, it's super, I don't know. It's, it's made me really, uh, slow down and respect the process and, uh, have patience and uh, cooking and just life in general. I I wouldn't say that I'm a patient person. (laughs) I, I, I know what I want and I want it 10 minutes ago. Um, but I, I'm my, my, my own worst, uh, worst critic there. So aren't, aren't we all, aren't we all? (laughs) Yes. I sign up every day to give myself my, you know, my constructive criticism to myself. So yeah, we're not, we're not always the (laughs) kindest to ourselves. Um, I I think that's really a, a beautiful statement that making chocolate has taught you patience. I wouldn't, I, like I said, that fascinates me. I would never have imagined that the process, because as you described, and you just described it to us briefly, that it sounds like it takes a tremendous amount of time and patience and waiting. Because if you, it sounds like if you don't coax the product out just the right way, you can ruin it. Yeah, there's so many, so many steps with with chocolate that can go can just go bad and if you do one one step or miss one step the entire the entire batch is you're you're not going to be happy with it so what has been your greatest experience of opening this this storefront for chocolate and like i said in the beginning you make chocolate for a living you make people happy uh, what what has been fulfilling for you as you have you have patrons coming in the door and buying your product. I really enjoy the the one-on-one interaction that I've had with so many uh so many guests. Uh, I think just just being able to know know that I made every made that and then pass that to to them uh in the shop. I think that people have been really uh excited about it. It's really fun to to have people in the shop and have have them taste tasting uh, chocolate uh, right there. So it's it's like the instant uh, the instant gratification of actually seeing someone eat your food um, and being being a chef for all of these years. <laughs> I it's very rare that you see someone actually eating your food. You're you're in the kitchen cooking or you're on the on the line. Uh 
that must be such a wonderful experience to to be there and see that and, and experience it with them and know that you had a hand in bringing that smile to their face that that I, I would love to see that that if I mean because chocolate trigger and when you like chocolate not everybody likes chocolate but those that do it triggers a uh this natural instinct to release joy in your life it or in your body it's a it's a, a natural uh, i think it's a natural endorphin that chocolate triggers joy and uh, that's what you do for a living you trigger it, joy yeah i i have a hard time saying calling it work sometimes because it's like oh i go into this space that I absolutely adore <laughs> and get to get to hang out there all day and talk to some amazing people and just make chocolate. Like it's, I don't know. It's so cool. I yeah. am having so much fun with it. And you are so lucky. You're so lucky that you get to do that. And I, I want to ask you some harder questions because of COVID and it, how it has affected you. As as I've said before, we're celebrating female small business owners and you are a small business owner. How has COVID affected your your business and what kind of impact is it having uh, on your day-to-day? Uh, I I think that we're extremely lucky um, for, for being within our first year open uh, and of all of all years uh, to have to deal with uh, COVID, uh, I, I really think that we're s- still extremely lucky um, and have people have been still making their way to the shop uh, safely with masks. Uh, and we we opened up uh, curbside pickup um, and we we ship uh, throughout the U.S. Uh, so, and we have a ton of wholesale accounts, so people are, are finding us, uh, still despite the, the craziness going on. Um, so I think we're, we're really lucky. That, that, that is good to hear because unfortunately not all small businesses are that fortunate. Um, but, but you having an online presence that is exactly one of the reasons why we're talking to you today is because we want to give people an opportunity to do something a little bit different with their holiday shopping. And um, why not get give the gift of some gourmet chocolate? Um, Rebecca, can you tell us a little bit about what flavors you have that you offer? Oh man. So we've got I've got about 20. 20 bars, uh, right now. Um, a lot of single origin, uh, dark chocolates. Um, we've got some vegan milk chocolates, uh, that are made with coconut milk. Um, yeah. Um, tell me because you had said single origin and I'm not sure if I know what that means. Uh, tell me what single origin chocolate is. Uh, so you're you're able to trace trace your cacao back to the source. Uh, it's coming from one specific uh, area. Um, okay. So you're instead of instead of getting uh, 
a breakfast blend coffee, um, you're going to be getting your, your Colombian coffee. uh, Got it. In, in, in that, in those regards, if it were coffee. Um, That that makes sense. Same, same thing with cacao. Uh, So it's not going to be a blend of, of this and that. It's going to be specific uh, and traceable. Um, And with that, that's where you get those beautiful uh, flavor profiles and specific uh, flavors that you're going to, you're going to pick up and be able to identify when you're, when you're eating each bar. So you'd mentioned single origin and some vegan white chocolate. What other flavors do you offer in your shop and online? Uh, So we've got a handful of uh, kind of seasonal and uh, flavored um, white chocolates. Uh, I've got a couple like a lemon and an orange poppy seed bar that are, I, I used to, used to make tons of, lemon and orange poppy seed muffins when I was a kid. So the, the, that was my inspiration on those bars. Well, um, that, that lemon and poppy seed is singing my song because <laughs> I love lemons. Anything yeah. lemon is my favorite. Yeah, me too. I, I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's got nice, nice pieces of uh, candied, candied uh, lemons. And then you've got a little sprinkle of the poppy seed. So, so what, uh, what are your seasonal flavors for this, this holiday season? Uh, right now, uh, with, uh, Halloween, uh, kind of in the near future, uh, we've got a pumpkin pie crunch bar. Um, we've got a, a spicy ghost chili pepper bar. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and a whiskey bar right now. So those are the whiskey, fall, the fall seasonal bars. Yeah, that that sounds amazing. Are you going to do anything different for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or for Hanukkah? I will have some additional holiday bars coming out uh, in December um, for uh, Christmas and Hanukkah. Any sneak peek on what those flavors might be? Or are you going to keep that under wraps? Uh, uh, there's going to be some some spruce spruce tips uh, making their way to a bar uh, in some in some regards. That sounds interesting. That sounds really uh, interesting. Well, so, what is your top seller of all your bars? What is your top seller? Uh, my top top bar is uh, the seventy nine percent from Haiti. So it's a dark chocolate. Uh, it's got tons of blueberry and like hazelnut, uh, and it's it's real buttery and like and finishes with so much so much honey. Uh, it's it's a totally delicious bar. Uh, so it, that's my that's my best seller. What's your favorite? Uh, I love that bar as well. Um, I, I just released a little, little while back, uh, a new, a new single origin, uh, 91%, uh, dark chocolate from Dominican Republic. And that is, is my all time favorite right now (laughs) for, for maybe five more minutes until I make another bar. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I, I love 
dark chocolate as well. I know that not everybody does. I know that it's an acquired taste. I love it. I love a good piece of dark chocolate. It's just, there's nothing like it. Yeah, me too. And you would be surprised at how smooth the 91% bar is. It is, it is deceptively smooth. And in it's, there's like five, five grams of sugar in the whole bar. So it's, it's just that perfect boost of energy without a lot of sugar. You are making me so hungry. Oh my gosh. Um, don't tell my family, but I know exactly what's going in their stockings this year. <laughs> Nobody tell them. Nobody tell them. Um, so you are in your first year of business. Uh, what have you learned by um, through your experiences and the ups and downs of of being, you know, being self-employed? What's your greatest lesson? Who I I feel like I've learned so much this year. It's hard to pick. Hard to pick. Um, I, I think I, it's kind of to go back to just having patience. I, I think that that's honestly my biggest takeaway, just from chocolate in general, is that. It made me. It made me slow down, and I I needed to slow down, and I I think it it really kind of it gave me something to focus on. Um, so that's I guess my my biggest takeaway. I, like I said, I think that that, and I said it before that I think that's amazing that you learned the virtue of patience by making chocolate. Um, <laughs> And I mean, like I said, you've got the best job in the world. You make chocolate, you make people happy, and it is giving you patience, um, which I would not have expected that answer at all. Um, I I have a few other questions to ask you. Um, you'd said previously that you learned a lot in 2020. What What do you want to take with you into 2021? And what do you want to leave behind in 2020? Uh, taking with me, I just want to take all of the, all of the new relationships that I've, uh, made this year, um, friendships and, uh, just continue to continue to grow, uh, and leaving, leaving behind all of the, all of the bad of 2020. Uh, I, I think, I think that 2020 had a lot of good mixed in with so much bad. Um, oh yes. So it's, I, I'm going to always remember 2020 as the year that I hit out and just put my head down and made chocolate by myself. <laughs> and it, I, I still had, still had so much fun or around the, the chaos and, and mess and noise. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I still want to take the good memories away and not, not forget everything in 2020. I I've said it before and I will continue to say it. I, in a lot of ways, I believe 2020 has been a gift and I've learned a lot as well. And, and it's good to hear that others have taken this year and taken the best of it and make made the best of it and we'll continue to take those lessons into the new year. 
Um, one last question. My last question for you is, of all of the books that you have read, what is one book that you recommend that everybody read? Oh, um, any, I've always liked Anthony Bourdain's books. Um, uh, I would, I would say anything Anthony Bourdain would be a, a good recommend recommendation. That is, that's perfect. And Anthony Bourdain, although he's not with us anymore, he left an incredible legacy. Yes, so, for sure. Rebecca, before I let you go this afternoon, what is one final statement that you can make to the audience about going in and taking a risk and taking a leap and and what it's done for you? Uh, I think... Uh, gonna I'm gonna cry (laughs) uh just not not ever uh giving up that you on sorry finding what will make you happy um just just always keep keep looking uh you're never never uh necessarily uh too old for a change (laughs) I think that's perfect advice and and thank you for giving it. Thank you for showing us your vulnerability. That's exactly what we're about here is showing everybody how real we all are, how similar we are to each other rather than the differences from each other. So thank you for sharing that. I, I so appreciate that. And, and I appreciate you being here with me today, being with the audience and sharing a little bit of part of you and a little bit of wonderful that you've created and, and put out into the world. So thank you so much for you being here. Thank you so much for having me. Don't forget to go to her website, clevelandchocolate.co. That's dot C-O. And Rebecca is being extremely generous. From now until December 31st, she is offering all of you 10% off your entire order. Use the code WOMEN10 at checkout. Go order from her, put it in some stockings, make some of your your family happy. And thank you all for listening and being here with me today. And we'll see you again next time. That's our show. Thank you all so much for coming. You know that this doesn't get done in a vacuum. So I want to make sure that I recognize and thank each and every one that contributes to the success of this show. Number one, our guests. Your willingness to be vulnerable and authentic continues to blow me away, and I cannot thank you enough. Second, my audience. You guys are amazing. When I put out the call for your help, you always respond. Thank you so much for your continued support, and I hope we continue to earn your time. Producing this show every single week is a true joy and pleasure, but it is definitely not done singularly. I have an entire team that is helping me produce this and publish this for you. Savannah Boster manages our social media. Alan Bruckner is our creative artist. Stardita is the composer of our music. Jessica Fechner is our operations. Tisha Lucero is our people person. Tina Lindsay is our marketing person. And Gavin Egan, who helped start it all. Thank you all so much for coming, and we'll see you again next time.
That's our show. I am so grateful for each and every one of you and your unwavering support and your continued belief in this movement that has become much bigger than me, much bigger than just a podcast. It has become this forward momentum that we are all doing together. If you are ready or you know somebody that is, that is ready to tell your story and share your value with the world, please connect with me. You can reach me at audra at womeninthearena.net. I am so honored and thankful that you will share your story with me and I'll make sure that it is well taken care of. I will never stop thanking each and every one of you and I cannot wait to talk to you again next week as we share another woman's story and we celebrate her doing extraordinary things in plain sight. We'll see you next time.